0: you are listening to Coast to Coast AM hello there I'm Connie Willis snow where I am it's a white Christmas already I love it <laughs> hey you know people celebrate Christmas early and earlier don't they uh, speaking of which I'll be here Christmas Eve and uh, Christmas Eve Eve actually so Connie Claus will be in the house at that point also New Year's Eve so I'm looking forward to that uh, in between all that time I hope that you guys get to celebrate with your family and friends and have a fun time I know because there's more and more split up marriages and and situations there's a lot of step families and and this kind of thing and it goes on and on and then grandkids and it just continues on to to really stretch out further and further so because of that people have these celebrations uh, a lot sooner and many more of them. So I hope that you have some great ones and they're all kind and fun and loving. And maybe you get a nice little gift too that makes a puts a little smile on your face. Nothing wrong with little gifts like that too. All right, so open lines continue. By the way, I hope that you find me at my website. It's ConnieWillis.com. And I do shows where I take you on live investigations. Just last week, we we're out at the creepy hot spots of Bradshaw Ranch, which you heard a lot about lately because I've been talking to a lot of people about it, wanting to learn about it. And the best way to do it is bring them up here on coast and tell them, you know, say, tell us the story. Tell us what it's about. And we learned a lot from uh, Jeremiah Horseman. Alexandra Caldwell, in fact, they hosted me last week when I was out there and just, I mean, amazing going out to that ranch. They go there so many times a week and it's, it's so nice to be able to go out with people that know exactly what it's all about. The expert of that area, you know, you can't be an expert in Bigfoot, you can't be an expert in aliens, you can't be an expert in UFOs, I don't care what people tell you, but you can be an expert in an area and in a location and tom dongo is that one tom dongo he was on here before d-o-n-g-o and he got to take me out he's been feeling sick lately send your prayers out to him uh, but he was feeling great on the day that he had designated for me, and we went there, and he just reminisced what he and Linda Bradshaw had seen over and over again. And he talked about Bob Bradshaw and all the, you know, his his behaviors and his whole deal on it, and the fact that he was the first Marlboro man ever, and that, you know, Elvis was out there, and they shot a lot of Westerns in that area, too. And, and what Elvis even, you know, had a sighting when he was out there, just... Uh, Amazing stuff. Ben Lone Tree, who also researches out there, the mad scientist that we had here on Coast to Coast not long ago, Uh, he was joining my show to to tell us what we were seeing, what we were doing, talking about the SLS camera and and what we got when we were out there, and also Z, who was again on Coast to Coast. And just fantastic researchers and fantastic knowers of these situations uh, joining us on my show, Blue Rock Talk. So I hope that you will be a part of that. Just go to ConnieWillis.com and sign up. Lots of things to find out there and at least sign up for the newsletter. I'd like for you to do that. And when you do, and when you get a newsletter, don't go, don't write me back and go, what are you sending me this for? (laughs) You signed up for it. That's what a newsletter is. (laughs) Anyway, let's go to the phones because open lines is happening. And let's see if I can, uh, I can help you out with what you're talking about. Let's go to wildcard line number four, Nicole from Portland, Oregon. Hey there, Nicole. Welcome to Coast to Coast again. Hi, Connie. Good to
1: talk to you. You too. You know, I, was, I was listening to what you guys were talking about, and one thing is I don't like to refer to them as extraterrestrials. I refer to them personally as other terrestrials because the way I feel about it is, you know, I've seen a ball of fire go down into the ocean, and, uh, you know, there's underground bases. I just feel like they've been here before us, and they're here amongst us, and they're not extra so much as there are other I mean, they may have come originally from somewhere else, but they, I feel like they live amongst us, uh, underwater, underground, and, um, you know, she, one lady was talking about Dulce, New Mexico, theres they have an underground base in Archuleta Mesa, uh, and I guess the further down you go, the weirder it gets, and supposedly we're working side-by-side side with other terrestrials, um, you know, on the, on the lowest level, and And also, uh, I saw a clip of the former Minister of Defense of Canada talking about how the U.S. government works with several races of other terrestrials. Um, So, well, I was just going to see what your take on that is.
0: No, I think that's interesting that you say that. It's like they're not extraterrestrial, as in maybe extra from outside of all of us. You're saying, hey, they're just other terrestrials. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I had a friend that was, he was, you know, it's like, careful what you wish for. It's not because are you going to get it? It's will you want it when you get it? You know, he, uh, he had said he wanted to see a UFO. And sure enough, in the next couple of weeks, he saw uh, a, a light in the sky that got bigger and bigger. And uh, then he had his son filming it. And, and I watched him, he goes outside to look at it, kind of like fire in the sky or something. And the thing came real close to him, like, like a house away and i watched the video of it as it just morphed into like it looked like a world war ii bomber plane but it but it had the flashing light like a plane so it went from total ufo to something that we would identify as being a plane right there in the video and i gotta have him send that to you guys it really
0: video so it started out looking like a ufo but then it looked like a plane
1: it totally looked like a UFO. It was just a bright light, and it was bobbing around doing weird movements. And then it came closer. It came like a block away. And then the next thing I know, he's going outside. And it's a house away, and he's looking up at it. And it just all of a sudden starts blinking like a like a plane. And it looked like a World War II plane. Isn't that like interesting?
0: You know... It's funny that, uh, cause you can probably relate to this. I always like to tell people, okay, let's just say we have a camera and we can get a shot of an alien right in front of us, or we can get, a, and we only have one thing to shoot. Okay. We got one thing to shoot and it could be that alien, shoot the video of the alien, or we can sh- take a look and shoot the face of someone that doesn't believe any of this, a skeptic and and we can shoot their face seeing that alien for the first time in their life. So if you had a video camera, would you shoot the alien, uh, the video of the alien, or would you shoot the video of the face of that skeptic seeing that alien for the first time?
1: Yeah, no, that's funny. Uh, I'm not sure because, <laughs> you know, you shoot the alien, then you have all kinds of skeptics going, well, is this a real video or is this something right. that's up, you know? Right. But, yeah but getting, getting yeah, that shot of the skeptic. Likely, more priceless. likely the, the person, because the look would just be priceless. Priceless.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much for your phone call. Absolutely. It would be absolutely priceless because they <laughs> I've seen people that are total skeptics and they see something and it's just like when a cat just goes and, and jumps up on the ceiling. I'm I've literally seen people's entire bodies freak out. And I guess they fight it so much. Maybe those are the ones they fight it so much that it just does not compute totally. Now, it doesn't compute to me either when I see it, but I'm just more prepared for it because I've seen stuff. So I can kind of keep my composure maybe a little better. <laughs> uh, I'm still like, ah! and my body still says, does not compute. Your, your mind will literally look for the files in your mind to say, what is that? What is it? What is it? I can't find it. Can't find it. Can't find it. And it, it'll look, it will, you will feel your mind looking For the answer of what that is, so to see that with a skeptic or non-believer, it's just uh, absolutely hilarious and totally priceless. Because if I don't get the video of the alien, it's okay. It's okay. I saw it. That that, that's enough for me. (laughs) Not here to convince you. Just tell you what I know and what I see, and want to know what you've known and what you see. So let's go back to the lines and talk to uh, Blair Wildcard, line number two, out of Phoenix. Doing a lot of Arizona folk tonight. Hey there, Bl- uh, Blair. You're on the air. Welcome.
2: Thanks, Connie, for having Melinda Leslie on tonight. Yeah. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to comment on her abuse of power statement. After I share my Sedona UFO oh,
0: sighting. Wish she was here for to to answer back for you.
2: Doggone it. Well, it was with <laughs> author Tom Dongo and filmmaker David Sarita. And it was the size of an aircraft carrier. I should know I'm a Navy veteran. And it was seen off of Forest Service Road 525. I'm sure Melinda knows what I'm talking about. Sycamore Canyon Road. This was back in November of 2006. And we were looking. There was five of us there. David and his wife-to-be and our friend Jim Law. Unfortunately, both David's wife and Jim have passed away since 2006. Mm. We were looking at the northwest at Sycamore Canyon, and we saw this huge crescent-shaped, moon-shaped, green, luminous UFO come out of the north at about Mm. a 30-degree angle, and it was rapidly and silently careening into Sycamore Canyon. Mm. Funny. No sound, but there was cloud cover on the west it was coming in and so the whole western horizon brightened up the whole field into a white greenish white color whole clouds just lit up and then we were talking about this and then david heard the sound of helicopter thumping blades what he called a massive black hawk helicopter and it seemed to be coming from the bear mountain location which was due northeast of us so We had a little thought right there, power. I know Tom and I talked about this years later. It looked like it could have been a hologram test. It was nothing but a hologram. The size of an aircraft carrier because of no sound, okay? Now, this Mm. gets into what she talked about, the abuse of power statement, and I have my own little opinion, and I think – she talked about this. Here's a question to you. Uh, I wrote a little paragraph of what I believe. <laughs> what do you do with billions of tax dollars in the name of national security? Underground bunkers and bases rank high. And since the Air Force is not an original part of the United States Constitution, Restrictions are not applicable and unaccountable private interests are allowed in. The public is kept out as we continue to drill level mountains and chop away the lungs of the planet for short term profit, all the while zero point energy stands ready.
0: Mm. Did you write that?
2: Yeah, I was just sitting here uh writing when uh, Gina told me that I might not make Leslie. I said, Well, <laughs> she mentioned abuse of power, so I said, I'm I mean let me write down this stuff here. Um, you know, so there you go. Oh, um uh, cool. one way that we can solve it, now people think, Oh, you bring people to justice and everything, and I mentioned this before. It's just basically a simple one, but I think it's the biggest challenge of all. And that comes from um, Matthew eighteen twenty-two when Jesus said, we forgive up to 490 times. And if you think about that, you you, you forgive, forgive, forgive. You're releasing your own burdens you're giving for.
0: That's right. That's That's right.
2: That's a big challenge though. Don't you think, Connie?
0: I, you know, I got to ask you this, if you don't mind, what, what do you do for a living? What's your background? You always have interesting thoughts and, and say interesting things.
2: Well, I got on with Tom Dongo and I shared with you, I was a a Jeep tour and Vortex tour guide in Sedona for 20 years. And then I retired and I moved to Phoenix.
0: Okay. That's it. That's it. But, but you, you're, you're highly educated in so many areas too. I love, I love when you call in. So thanks so much, Blair. I appreciate it. You have a good night. He's always got something interesting to say, very positive and bright. And uh, interestingly enough, yeah, being out there in Sedona too, you know, as you're going to the locations that you want to go to, there's all those Jeep tours going by you constantly and people just sitting in the back, smiling away, getting, you know, learning the information that they went there to go for without a doubt. That's where you want to be to learn uh, those things and to see stuff because you will. Let's go to wildcard line number one. Talk to Gary. Out of uh, is that Anza, California, Gary?
3: Yes, that's uh, Anza, California, A N Z A. Correct.
0: I like that. I like that. What is that, northern or southern?
3: Oh, that's uh, right near Palm Springs, and and
0: uh, nice.
3: And, and yeah, 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 near that area. That's
0: all you got to um, say. Very we nice.
3: Have a, we have a casino hotel called the Cohila Casino
0: Hotel. Nice.
3: Uh, and so what's popping here? And it's a lot of UFO activity here.
4: Oh,
3: so, uh, okay. I, 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 yes, quite a bit. Uh, we had some recent articles. And we see them here almost every night. Even a lot of those fast walkers too. Really. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. what? What's what's going on in that area? Is well, it? Is there we, a reason uh, for that? We, you think? Uh,
3: oh yeah, we have actually witnessed uh, one. Uh, it was like a clamshell type of UFO on, on the back of our property. Here we have uh, about 8 to 12 acres roughly. And uh, one spot overlooks the whole valley like Inspiration Point. It's beautiful. Um, we are starting. Nice. We started up a website for that. Uh, it's uh, lookresorts.com.
0: What is it called, uh, Look lookresorts?
3: Lookresorts.com. We're trying to do a self-sustaining type of uh, eco-development project here. Um, so we can completely be off grid, vertical farming, make water from the air, um, oh. you know, on our own power, uh, atmospheric water generation. You could buy atmospheric water generators that fill five gallon jugs all day long, so you don't have to carry water. Or go to the water store, and uh, you know, it's, and, and you can use it as a solar pump to make water. They they want to say uh, they want to make water the next oil crisis, and I say it's an absolute uh, moronic case because we live on a freaking water planet, <laughs> you know, yes. it's always been about drought, not, you know, it's always been about distribution, not, not drought. And, and, and so atmospheric water generation is the salt for that. Oh, I wanted to also get out about the abuse of power. Um, you know, we're, we're, talking about, um, people, you know, that are from pilots to people that are nurses and doctors and, and you know, taking care of us, you know, when we're young or to when we're, we're old and to our police force, and use of power, uh, it can be solved if everybody had to periodically take the strongest um, uh, mental health, uh, multi-physical testing that's required by all Minnesota policemen um, periodically so they don't slip through the cracks.
0: Well, I got to, okay, look, L-O-O-K, resort?
3: Yes, plural.
0: Is that right? Okay, and so all that's combined with what you're talking about with the electricity and water sure, too, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, I got to check that out. To, it sounds cool.
3: Um, sure. Getting back to our guest, Melinda Leslie. Yes. Uh, it's been well over a decade since we last met. It was at the Icing Conference in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, huh? I was there as a also as a uh, I had, as a vendor. I was doing a detox foot bath and. And uh, I had
0: conversations
3: oh, okay. that I was giving out, and we were there to meet Lindsay Wagner, you know, the bionic woman. And I met Melinda Leslie and her friend, Jason Adam Friend, who moved to L.A. And when I was living in L.A. at the time, and, and we kept in touch. But uh, I wanted to let her know that at the time, I don't remember if she recalled, but I mentioned there was another secret military base near Sedona. And it's connected with a resort over there called Enchantment.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, thank you for your call. We're going to have to take a break here, but interesting because that's where I stayed. Yeah. Yikes. Interesting. (laughs) I'm kind of maybe glad I heard that afterwards. Ooh, Thanks for your call. I'll be checking out your your site, and and, uh, open lines continue here on Coast to Coast AM. Coast to Coast AM, Connie Willis here. Open lines are happening. Thanks so much again for all your letters and texts and emails. You guys are very, very kind. I really appreciate that. It's nice to get nice emails and uh, thank yous. And, you know, there's nothing better than that. So I really appreciate when you guys all do that. So thank you very much. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's, it's interesting where I know this is just kind of off subject here, but, uh, women understand that more than anybody. And that's when like the mascara gets in your eyes and you're like, Oh, and it's just burning. And you're right at a point where you can't do anything about it. Sometimes that happens like just right now. And it's like burning. Oh my gosh. And, and as I'm thinking about it, the only reason I mentioned it is because it's not really just a female thing, because a lot of men out there use that mascara as well now. And by the way, You know, rock and rollers have been doing it for a long time. And it's got a cool look to it. It's just got to be done right. And when it's done right, it just makes those eyes pop. So it's okay, those of you guys out there that do it. I think it's pretty cool. It really makes your eyes pop. And, again, Rock and Roller's been doing that for a long, long time. So, anyway, just something that's going on right now. I appreciate you listening. Let's go to the lines and see what's going on with open lines here and what you've got to say or ask about. East of the Rockies, John's on the line from Alberta, Canada. Hi, John. Welcome to Coast to Coast. I'm good. How are you? Uh,
4: Yeah, I just want you did a lot of remote viewing, okay? And I was kind of wondering, Do you have to actually sit down and concentrate about it, or is it something that can come to you in a dream, or, like, how does that exactly work, just out of curiosity? Because I had a very vivid dream that George had came to me and gave me some information, and I was just wondering if I was remote viewing this, or it was something that, uh, like, he told me that uh, the Kuiper belt and the asteroid belt were not, By accident, they were put there on purpose. It's kind of like a fence to keep out invading aliens from making any kind of trips to our inner uh, solar system because they couldn't—the space is so empty. Adding those uh, rocks and stuff kind of was like a fence or a a barrier to keep them out.
0: Oh, my gosh, John, did— do you have many of these exactly. dreams with george Norrie coming in <laughs> that's
4: what that's what he said that george Norrie came to me and said did you know i love this? it i was like no i didn't and so then i wanted to tell him this but i haven't been able to get through but i thought i was asking you because
0: it seems kind of
4: weird i don't know i just it just kind of came to me and it's not something i was thinking about
0: or, <laughs> i love it. it i think it it's great
4: there, it was put there by design not by accident it's not understood the asteroid yeah. belt was put there kind of like a fence or a barrier to keep hmm. out mass invasion
0: wow that's interesting definitely to think about that and to hold on to that i like that that's that's really cool um uh and i just gotta say that george nori is a man of few words he really is so good for you to get that much information from him i, I think that. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> it's it's true i can ask him a big long question and i go on and on and then he writes back with about four words and he's answered absolutely everything i've asked it's i just wish i had that art so um great, i great would <laughs> i would say and i love what you got um the information you got well remote viewing you know it's changed along the way because people have jumped on the word and the phrase and uh, so remote viewing is we're talking now now they get specific with CRV controlled remote viewing and then they have the ERV and and ARV and and so it gets really specific about what kind it is so you'll know how it's done and what the technique is and so the military remote viewing you sit down and you have paper and pencil and you you sit and you you don't necessarily meditate, but you sit down and you just start doing, you know, what the protocol is to do. And that's that's a whole protocol of what to do. It keeps you writing, keeps you out of your head and gives you, you know, what you're going for in the target. So that's the military remote viewing. That's the CRV control remote viewing. And uh, what you might be asking about from what you're seeing, a lot of people jumped on that phrase and they say, well, I remote view all the time. It's really more that they maybe have intuition or psychic abilities of some sort. And and it's not to say that remote viewing, hey, the people with psychic already natural abilities, uh, they can really do well with controlled remote viewing because it will hone them in, focus and and take them to better areas of clarification where sometimes it's really hard to get some psychic people, natural psychic people to do that because they're so used to being kind of open and they connect the dots themselves. Where with remote viewing, the the dots are not connected. The dots are just put down. And then whoever is asking for that target, they can decide to connect the dots if they want. It's just that the dots are put down there's no uh i think it was this or that because then you know religion gets in there your back experience and how you've been brought up in your environment can can go in there and totally bias and mess up the entire findings that you found so when it comes to remote viewing what you had it sounds kind of like a lucid dream or more something like that or uh, because i think you said you were sleeping Uh, So I would go in that way. I wouldn't think that it was remote viewing, but man, what you got, write it down. (laughs) That's really good specifics. Write it down and I hope you do get through to George and uh, I hope he gets a heads up on that so he he can be ready for an answer with that because that's really detailed and significant. So I hope that that works out. That's really good. Thanks for calling in, John. I hope that helps out. For you, first-time caller Karen out of Tennessee. Hey there, Karen. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. Hi, Connie. Um, hey. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, we're having a lot of rain right now, so my
5: my interference might mess with this. Anyway, um, I was wondering, uh, make sure it just wasn't me. But about three years ago, um, I started noticing about the time COVID hit. The weather was getting cold and windy and whatever on fall days or whatever. And it'd be like cloudy and a lot of fog, no sun, and if it, it was like a plane or something going over, but you never seen it, of course, because you couldn't see the clouds. But it, and it just never went nowhere. The hum stayed there like all day long, like something hovering over us, and I just. <laughs> That's when the climate started changing and the winds started changing and the temperatures and all. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. But every time it was cloudy around here and you couldn't see, it, it always had that hump. So I don't know if it was just me or if anybody noticed it.
0: Hmm. So when when was this? What what year right,
5: was right this? It about three years ago.
0: Oh, oh okay. Um, that's right. I'm sorry. Okay.
5: And uh, I mean, it, it sounded like a plane just coming right over, but it never went. I mean, it, it,
0: oh my gosh,
5: it, 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 like you could hear the plane, but it, for hours it, it just stayed there.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's amazing. Um, so well, I your question is like
5: battleship or something, you know, on Battlestar Galactica or whatever. If they wouldn't. Yeah, and and had that going on for a reason (laughs) where we couldn't see, you know.
0: No, I I love I love that you said this. So thank you for your call. I'll, I'll answer it for you, at least what I know. So this is what I like about when people call in and just ask about something that they believe is totally odd and they know it's probably crazy and they can't say it to anybody else. Please make sure you say it to us. Because we just might have an answer for you, or somebody else out there, because we have millions of listeners. So, somebody else out there is bound to have something similar and they'll call in. Now, I can tell you that I'm one of those people that has totally experienced what you have experienced, Karen. And you, you're out of Tennessee. This is when I was living in Florida, it was Longboat Key off of Sarasota. And I was inside my place. It's a 12-mile island right on the West Coast. Beautiful place. Gorgeous place. Very quiet. And very quiet. And it was, um, I can't remember what time of year it was. I believe it was in season, which is a little bit more noisy. But if you know anything about Florida and you've been in any of these areas, it all rolls up about 9 (laughs) o'clock. And then it's quiet. It's dead quiet. And I was sitting in, I guess, just watching TV. And I'm hearing a plane go by. And the interesting thing about Longboat Key is, um, and I think it's still this way, but the people are cool enough to say, hey, because the the international airport is just kind of across the bay there. And they say, hey, do not fly any planes over our key. And they have enough pull, <laughs> and maybe moolah to make that happen, to where the planes don't go over that key, that island longboat. And that was always a very nice thing because it would be very noisy because it's that close, right? So it's very nice that that's not the case. So I'm watching TV and I hear this plane going over and I'm thinking, Whoa. I can't believe it. And I just, you know, because it was pretty loud and I thought, I never hear that. I never noticed that. And then I remembered, wait a minute, they're not supposed to fly over. That was some sort of guideline rule, whatever they would call that. And I was like, okay, well, whatever it's, you know, what what am I going to be able to do about it? And this was at night. And I remember that that plane continued on. I was getting aggravated because I thought, when's it going to be gone? Because it's too, it's so loud that I can't even hear the TV that's about eight feet away from me. And so I finally, because it was so long that that plane just hung out there and didn't fly over, I thought, there's something not right here. I go outside, and it's just completely empty, pretty normal in Florida, especially around, you know, any time after nine. And it was just really still and quiet outside, dark, always feel safe. And I looked up and I didn't see anything. And the sound continued to sound like a big jet going over. You know that sound. Imagine hearing that sound and it never ending. That's exactly what she described, right? That's exactly what Karen just described. That's exactly what I heard it never went away and when i was outside it was still happening it was totally still and silent other than that sound and it didn't go away throughout the rest of that week i mean i looked around to see if any lights were on if anybody else was up and it's not to my surprise that you know there weren't any other lights on it's just the way it is there but <laughs> it's just the way it is there but It was within the next couple of days that I would go outside because I just thought that was the most amazing thing. And no one else said anything about it. Nobody said a word. No one mentioned it. It wasn't in any paper. It wasn't heard anywhere else. And no no one else brought anything up up like it. The, The next nights, I heard what sounded like bulldozers moving dirt. Huge Bulldozers up in the sky, like three or four. And I kid you not, I just, it, my impression was God is creating something new. It was just like bulldozers were pushing dirt and maneuvering them around, and there was nothing to be seen. And there were no cl- clouds either. So I've heard other people saying the same thing. And I found that interesting and thank you so much for that phone call because that is absolutely amazing. International line, let's talk to uh, Carl real quick. I think it's Carl or Carrie One, let's see, from uh, Canada.
3: Yeah. Hey there, welcome oh, to is it
0: Carl? God. Hey Carl, how are you?
3: Yeah, God bless you, Connie. Thank I you. Wanted to talk. I was listening, to, they had a uh, Doctor Shelley Kare on last night. I just wanted to say you gotta be careful, uh female goddess, uh like, uh, you had, had to get Michael help out. He had the Prince of Persia. It's in the Book of Daniel. And uh, it was a Star Trek episode, too. There was an entity on a planet couldn't get it off, and the Vulcan was trying to get, get them off. And they had to get the new generation start. I believe it was the new Star, Star Trek generation uh, episode. Uh, so I just want to say you got to be careful. Uh, she was talking about a female goddess so uh.
0: i i absolutely understand carl thanks we got to run here but uh i agree with you be careful be careful they're not all of love when people say oh they all love i don't know oh i can't i wouldn't go that far i can't i'm i'm not there and and I agree with you on that. Some could be good, some could be great, and some could be bad, and some could be evil, and some could be just indifferent. So thank you very much for that call. Thank everybody. Thank our guest Melinda Leslie, who was here earlier, and thank all of you with open lines that joined in. Really appreciate that you write in as well. So from the foothills of the Colorado Rockies, many thanks to, I want to thank our Coast to Coast team, and that is Julie Talbot, Bill May, Lisa Lyon, Tommy Danheiser, Dan Galani, Stephanie Smith, Mike Cosio, Lex Lonehood, Sean Ledesor, Jeremy Wells, still new to us, Tim Bernal, Gina Salvati, Donna Walker, Chris Burles, Ian Punnett, and he'll be back tomorrow night. I'm in for him tonight. Lisa Garr. Richard Searrett, George Knapp, and of course, the man, the emperor of the night, airwaves is George Norrie, the entire Coast to Coast AM team. Thanks so much for being a part of it with us. So until we meet again, which will be like um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve Eve and New Year's Eve. So Connie Claus will be back. Keep watching the night skies and continue with me to seek out the strange and uncover the unknown. Check me out at ConnieWillis.com to learn more about me. For Coast to Coast AM, I'm Connie Willis. Have a great night.